Welcome to FRCA Podcast Corner. I'm Jack, your host, and welcome to the FRCA community. It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, guys, and welcome to FRCA Podcast Corner, episode 9. We've made it. We're at the 9. We're nearly at number 10. So, our 10th episode is going to be all things Halloween. So, keep tuned for that. That's going to be a Halloween special just for you guys. So, before we kick it off to a bat, I would like to introduce myself. I'm Jack. I'm Layla. I'm Dan. And I'm Courtney. Today we're going to be talking about all things mental health, because last week, with it being the Mental Health Awareness Week, and Saturday being Mental Health Awareness Day, we thought, let's do a podcast about it. So, Layla, what do you think about, or what do you kind of, what's your first thoughts that come to mind when someone mentions mental health? I just think of like struggles and like mental illnesses because like they're more common than you think they are and yeah. just all that type of stuff. Oh, bro, bro, what about you then, Carly? Um, well, well, I have uh, mental health issues myself. I mean, I've got epilepsy, so I can kind of relate with people when they're talking about it because I understand what they're having to go through. It's an invisible battle that they have to go through every single day just to get them to continue. Yeah. And also, would you say that your kind of condition can maybe give you sort of a bit of mental health issues and problems? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can go, like, months without having um, a seizure because I've got epilepsy and... It causes quite a bit of problems. I mean, I've had to have a skin graft done. Um, I've split my chin open. I'm taking bits of my tongue off, the inside of my cheek. All the damage that you can think of, I've pretty much done just through through them. Half the time, I don't even know that I'm having uh, the episodes, but like I said before, it's an invisible battle people don't see this and when you tell them about it they think oh dear god here we go yeah like when mental health is mentioned there's sort of a stigma behind it isn't they like that you mention oh i have mental health and straight away people are like oh you know because it's so common now and it's it's sad to say that but more people struggle with mental health than ever and like you said Courtney it's sort of like an invisible condition because if someone's broken a leg or got a bad spinal problem or got bad arms or something it shows but mental health you can't there's no visible sign there's no light above the head that says I have a mental health issue um, and it's quite sad to to think that many people don't know the struggles that are going on inside people's heads do they so Dan what's your thoughts on mental health yes I think <clears throat> mental health is a big thing like now like you said like with myself like i struggle a lot with like anxiety um with doing things i can get stressed really really easily um like i spoke about when we did my simply inspired that i've got fetal alcohol syndrome yeah yeah and that can be a really kind of stress with me having like the anxiety of new things and new people and that kind of brings that kind of um, mental health yeah yeah because me. like you, you, you don't you, uh, I don't mean to sound horrible but like because I suffer from mental health myself sometimes you kind of don't feel like you're normal and I think that's the one thing that everyone needs to know is you are normal everyone goes through it and I always say mental health is a little bit like a tree so I know you're probably thinking what are you on about a tree but hear me out so when a tree 
is okay. It's, you know, it's, it's leaves are green, they're beautiful, they're big. They're like, you know, they, they grow, they tangle, they're really strong and they look strong. You know, when you look at a tree, you always think, wow, that power, that, like the strength behind that tree. But some days, what happens to a tree? It loses its leaves a little bit like depression. You know, you lose your leaves and that's sort of like the depression kicking in. And, you know, you've got your bad days, you feel a bit lonely, you feel a bit depressed, you feel a bit defeated. And then slowly, what happens to that tree? It grows its leaves back, its, you know, its roots get stronger, and it, it works off that. And with it, becomes better, becomes stronger, becomes more beautiful, and it, it's great. And I think that's what we kind of need to look at mental health in is a bit. Like, we have our bad days, we have our good days, but it allows time to, for growth. And I think that's what we need to look at as like growth, you know, because mental health is a little bit like a journey and everyone's going through their little mental health journey. And at some point, some people have already finished a journey and some people are halfway through. And I think it's just having that respect and kind of thinking about other people. So what do you guys feel about that then? The whole, my little mental health kind of, uh, well, what would you call that? A mental health tree. How do you feel about that? I think it makes sense to be fair. And like, like you said about trees, like they can fall off, grow back, and then leaves can fall off again. Yeah. Like you can like relapsing does not equal like progress being gone. Like your progress is still going to be there. Yeah. And it'll come back eventually. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to think of the word. Yeah, like yeah. Um, you know, there's no point giving up. You know, if there's yeah. a little falter in your life. You know, a mm-hmm. little speed bump or something like that. Yeah. Like uh, the best thing that I could say about mental health is speaking out. I think it's the most scariest thing to do, but once you've done it once, you find it more easy to do it again and again and again. Like, I found it really hard to speak out about my mental health. And then one day I did, and things improved. Because not only did people know what the stuff I was going on and didn't, knew what I was feeling, how I felt, but they could, like, look out for me a bit more better. So maybe speaking out is probably the best bet. Do you guys agree? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. There's a big campaign going out now about speaking out. <coughs> yeah, it's definitely one of like the scariest things you can do because like you're making yourself vulnerable. Yeah. When mm. like you, you already pop- feel vulnerable as it is. Yeah, yeah, and like you could come off as strong, and you don't want people to know stuff. Yeah. But like you just like letting people in, and it is scary. I know from myself, like <clears throat> like talking to my mum or talking to a friend about I'm anxious about this thing. Actually, when I'm like wanting to say something like that anxiety is more building yeah. and I feel like like a bit like depressed in that like I'm like oh I don't really want to say but I want to get help with it but actually once you say something to someone you actually feel better and yeah. then you're like why did I even get worried about telling someone yeah, so yeah. I think like you said you need to speak out you need to tell someone so you need to find someone you actually can trust and you kind of go well they're not they're going to help me out they're not going to like laugh at this or yeah. tell people that I don't want them to know I love you I love how you're saying that Dan because as two guys ourselves we find men find it harder to talk about the feelings the mental health um, so that, that's something to maybe get brought up like as guys but as ourselves we shouldn't be afraid about talking about our feelings because like the saying you know man up what are you a man or a mouse all that type of stuff it's all stigma it's all masculinity and it's all you know who cares if you wear a dress, it doesn't make you less of a man. If you're crying, it doesn't make you less of a man. I think showing your emotions actually makes you more of a man because you're more in depth with your own self. You know yourself more than anything. So, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, and I think another thing as well, like, 
with you bringing up like emotions and whatnot, quite a lot of people like when they come out and talk about their mental health, quite a lot of people don't realise the amount of emotion that people are like holding back because people, I mean myself included, just bottle it all up and just put it to the back of their head and it's just like, nah, they don't want to know about this. They're, it doesn't really matter what I'm going through or the emotions. Yeah. Everything else, like most people, like Dan said, it's it's scary coming out about it. Yeah, and I think sometimes it can be damaging bottling <clears throat> it up as well. You know, like the, the saying, don't they, you know, you, can only hold as many eggs in the in the basket and like you know i mean this is probably a made-up saying but like you can only hold too many eggs in your basket before it breaks mm. probably never mm. heard this saying in my life but what i mean is like what i'm trying to say is like you can only hold so much in can you before things get tough i was gonna say like you say like you bottle it in and stuff mm-hmm. but you realize but you wouldn't do that if you had like a broken arm or something you wouldn't like keep that to yourself and like mental health is just as important as like your physical health like there's literally like an a and e section for mental health like if you go and you're having a crisis you can go there just as if you could if you like banged your head or something yeah so like it's literally is just as part it's important as like your physical health but people don't seem to think of it like that because you can't physically see it but yeah. it does affect your physical health yeah oh, absolutely i mean going back to as you were saying about the special a and e uh unit um i've actually been in there a few times myself um one of the most scariest times was um having hallucinations and this was after having um one of my seizures i think i was in there for about seven hours before i actually got seen and then in i was in there for about two three days before they could actually figure out what was going on but yeah yeah it's scary like and they don't have enough resources for it the funding's not mm. as well like you said like you're waiting for seven hours and say if like someone's like on the edge if someone's like feeling suicidal they need to be seen to like asap absolutely yeah but like they're probably at the, like a same or like a similar risk to someone who's like bleeding out so like it should be like important to like campaign for like better funding and stuff oh that's yeah definitely. definitely better funding maybe towards I think there needs to be more understanding, isn't there? Because, oh, definitely. Um, as sad as it seems, like some people don't suffer with the mental health and they don't understand how it feels. You know, mm-hmm. like I came across a video on YouTube today, and it was basically saying this woman was trying to tell everyone that uh, mental health and depression is all in your head. Yes, it is all in your head. There's a lot more meaning to it. And I think some yeah. people need to kind of do their education before they just go. So this is my thoughts on it. You know, like yeah. it's very. Uh, in, uh, what's the word? Um, she wasn't. She didn't care about no one's feelings there. That was her own points and views about it. You know what I mean? So maybe sometimes, I think there needs to be more. I think I know it sounds horrible, but like mental health needs to be more mainstream, a bit more. Oh, need yeah, to learn definitely. about it in it school. It needs to be more normalised. Yeah. To know, like if you're feeling down, if you feel like you've got like any like mental health issues. To, like speak up as it as if you would if you like scraped your knee or something yeah like uh, that saying isn't it well the the when you can always notice when someone's about to have a stroke well why can't people notice that about mental health you know someone stops talking someone goes quiet someone goes within themselves all those kind of telltale signs i think they need to be spoken about a bit more maybe people need to know <coughs> a little bit more about how to deal with mental health you know because like during lockdown I saw so many things on my Facebook about people signing up to that anti-suicide awareness thing and doing their little lesson online about how to you know to, to learn how to help someone out that's feeling yeah. suicidal but it was sort of like just so they could get likes 
and that really angered me you know like it's a lot performative yeah like oh look at me I'm such a great person no, you performative didn't, you activism that. yeah is, you know yeah. what I mean I think it's a bit narcissistic in a weird yeah, sense yeah and another thing you should know is that all mental health isn't always feeling sad yeah. like like manic episodes and like mania is like another thing that's like quite like I have it myself personally I've got a personality disorder right. so I go from like quite sad and then I'll go like mental well not like mental but like I'll just go like real hyper all the time and yeah, yeah. it's like just doing things that like out of the ordinary like giving yourself tattoos and like yeah stealing things and all that stuff oh like you just like do stuff like yeah. oh like, no like like you're in your own little bubble you yeah, don't yeah really you're care. In, that's that's a good way of putting it like you you are in your own bubble aren't you and you're just really just waiting for that like someone to just notice you and I think mm. that's what it is sometimes like for me I, I'm not very talkative about my mental health but if anything I struggled a bit when I um, went over to Blackpool and I was on my own first time first time dealing with uh, independence you know moved away to uni. I was, you know, I was at the prime of my life, and then I, I dealt, dealt with something that I'd never dealt with before, which was grief. And I think I didn't deal with it in the right way. And because I didn't deal with the grief in the right way, I then, you know, hit myself harder with, with depression and stuff. And also, I think the grief didn't help with depression, and vice versa. But I did eventually speak out, and I did get the help I needed. You know, I came home, I'm taking a year and a half out, and I feel a lot better. But obviously, we all have our good days and our bad days. And I think that's what, you know, it needs to be just looked at is some days, you know, depression in all doom and gloom because, you know, the most, sometimes people can be the most happiest they can ever be, but really inside they're not. You know, like uh, Robin Williams, you know, quite a lot of, you know, substantial people in the media today, you know, like a lot of them may not be feeling what they show. And I think it's just a, having a bit of, sen- you know, being a bit sensitive to people's feelings and emotions and, yeah. I think a lot of people, like, if they've got, like, depression or whatever, they feel, like, um, embarrassed sometimes to, like, actually come out and say they've got, like, an issue. Because they're, they're like, how's how's this person going to act when I tell them? And they maybe feel a bit silly about it and, like, it's not actually a big deal when actually it is a big deal at the end of the day. And they're bottling it up, like you said, about the egg thing. Like, sometimes you just, if you bottle too much... You just explode and then yeah. you just go further and further down into like more into like a pit, don't you? Yeah, yeah, like uh, a bit like a uh, the best what you were saying there. It's a bit like uh, a balloon, isn't it? You know, the more pressure you put, it pops. But that balloon isn't made out of of plastic. It's made out of lead, and it's sinking. You know, yeah, exactly. So, has anyone got any more things they want to talk about? Things they want to share? You know, this is a safe place, uh, the safe cornerstone of the internet, <laughs> where you can come and chat. And be free, and I love this. Uh, you know, a group of young, young, you know, adolescent people in a room talking about mental health, and it's really nice to just see this. You know, some people really bearing the emotions, telling it all, and it's beautiful. You know, well, well done, guys. Honestly, I'm so proud of you all. Well, the things that we're like talking about is actually things that we've gone through as, yeah. as young people as well. Yeah. Just that we've got that kind of experience of like we know it's hard, but it's you. You come out the yeah. other end. It's doable. Like. Yeah, there's a lot of resources really. There's loads of like phone numbers you can call and stuff. Oh if yeah, you need definitely. To. Well, there's like, loads of new great charities out there now. Like, oh yeah, that are there if like you're struggling, that like, you can just call them and they're there at the end of the phone. You can just talk to. With you mentioning new charities, uh, I'd like to kind of shine a light on a on a charity that recently has been getting quite a lot of uh, publicity for quite a good reason. It's called the Andy Man's Club. 
Now this uh, club was created. Um, I don't want to sound horrible, but mainly uh, predominantly for for men who struggle to come out with the feelings and the thoughts. And there was a guy who sadly uh, committed suicide because because of a guy and because he was a man. Um, he was too afraid to talk about his emotions and he was afraid he was going to get laughed at. And this charity, it's great. It's it's reaching out to loads of families. Not only do they cater for men, obviously, they cater for women as well. You know, they're not just a one-sided charity. But they're still doing stuff during lockdown now. And they're really working around the country. And they're really helping people out. And I think uh, stuff like that should have been more put out there during lockdown. Because I don't know if you noticed, but there's a big spike in people's mental health during lockdown. Oh, absolutely, you, yeah. You know, I mean, man went quite bad. I mean, yeah. I've had to go through counselling for about six months now just to try and keep it like yeah like a level head yeah because of everything that's going on stress family because you're always around them not everybody's going out to work and a lot of things are happening everyone's stressing about what's going on with this pandemic and it's like oh jesus christ yeah yeah like uh, for me i um i found lockdown was not only was you, you know, you was locked in in your home, but you felt like you was locked in in your mind as well, you know, because you, 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 didn't, you didn't feel like you could relate to anyone else around you. Like, you could be in a room full of people, but you could feel so lonely. And I think that's the worst thing about depression. It makes you feel lonely. It's that voice inside your head telling you, you're not worth it, you don't have friends, no one wants to talk to you, but really, they do. It's just, you know, the chemical imbalances in your brain and all that lot just... Yeah, it's horrible. You know, it's the worst thing to go through. And obviously there's medication, there's, you know, there's, um, you know, counselling, you know, there's lots of charities and people and stuff out there to help you. So how did you all feel during lockdown about your mental health? Was it bad? Yeah, to be fair, it was a bit, like, on, like, the lower sides, but you just need to, like, realise, like, it's going to end eventually. Yeah. And it'll get better eventually. So, like, just go through like your therapies like your medication whatever you need to like cope in the meantime yeah because like mental health issues you can't cure them you can treat them but you can't cure them majority of the time so like you just need to like, like learn how to cope like learn like coping mechanisms like go to like talking therapies take your medication yeah and, like try out different things for me um i found i was my medication was worse during lockdown um i was taking it and i was going to shops and the shops was packed full of people. And because the lockdown was on at the time, I knew that there was not meant to be a lot of people there. They weren't, they weren't meant to be packed up groups of people. And my heart was racing, I'd felt so sweaty, and I'd, I had to leave the shop. So during the time of lockdown, I didn't spend a lot of my time outside because I was quite paranoid, you know, because I'd never gone through something like this before. And I feel like it affected me because it was the unknown, you know, this unknown new thing, this, this invisible threat bit like depression really you know it's an invisible condition mm-hmm. yeah and it's like <laughs> another things about like mental health like you're saying like it's not just depression they're yeah. like the normalized yeah, yeah mental health like depression anxiety like the most like common ones but there's some like scarier mental health issues such as like personality disorders and like schizophrenia and like psychosis like yeah. psychosis is like very common very but like common, pe- yeah. but people don't talk about it that much like people are just like hallucinating and like having like psychotic breaks but like people don't really talk about it because it's not as like quote-unquote like normalized yeah like but i've known a few people with psychosis myself you know they live a normal life just occasionally you know like yeah. uh, i won't be too personal but you'd be walking with this friend and she just randomly go oh look a monkey 
and it was I'd be like right okay you'd play it off like nothing but in her head she'd seen a monkey you know and those were the good kind of hallucinations they obviously had the bad ones and every day is just, just different for them you know what I mean it's horrible yeah. And that's not normalised as much because it's more seen like they're dangerous people. Yeah, they're but dangerous they're not dangerous people. people. No. It's just like people that need help. I think what it is, it's the fear of the unknown. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I said earlier, you know, just the fear that they 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 don't know what's going on in that person's head. And yeah, and it's just... not spoke about enough as much as like other mental health issues are, which should definitely be spoke about more still. Yeah, yeah. But people don't know are as educated on these like scarier mental illnesses as they are on like these most common ones which is like anxiety depression etc so like that's definitely something that like you need to have more resources on yeah i love this podcast we're just we're just squashing that like you know that like uh what's that word called help me out guys um the stigma we're yeah. squashing the stigma of mental health right here we're putting our foot down and we're squishing it goodbye stigma because you know we all go through something you know we've all got mental health issues and everyone goes through something and there's no point judging someone just because of how them, you know, how they are, you know. Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. If it was all copied and pasted, it'd be a pretty boring world, wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely. And everyone has mental health, literally everyone. It's yeah. like, if it's good or bad, like, mental health is just, like, health. But it's yeah. just in your head. And that's, like, another thing that, like, people need to, like, I'd say, like, stop, like, going on about. Just, like, referring to it as mental health. I have mental, like... The phrase like, oh, I have mental health. Like, no, everyone, everyone has, has it. it. Like, like for instance, uh, physical health. Then, yeah. You know, like, like everyone has health. Yeah. Like if it's good everyone or has bad. Mental health. It's just yeah. sometimes it can be bad. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think one of the worst things as well is when it's younger kids that go through it, because obviously, like, say if they're like at the the end of primary school, beginning of high school. I mean, kids are just brutal, they're horrible, bullying, everything else. And I mean, like, even from um, personal experience, I was in, when I was in high school, I started having a seizure in one of my lessons. And one of the kids just jumped up out of nowhere halfway through me having an episode. Who's died? And I'm there on the floor having an episode. And by the end of um, the week, I had the uh, nickname of Sparky. People would call me Sparky. That's horrible, that. But like I say, I know quite a few people who have kids that have quite bad mental health issues. And they hate it. They hate going to school. I mean, the lockdown's been quite good for them because they've been able to understand their own mental health problems and being away from the other kids that have been bullying them but they hate they've hated the fact that they've had to go back because they're scared that it's going to continue happening to them yeah and like the mental health help for like younger kids it just gets like brushed away as like a yeah. puberty or a like it's just stress, a phase. exam stress. It'll go away once they've kind of got through all yeah. the puberty and once they've yeah. done all their exams it'll, yeah. it'll be fine but actually like it's not and it's been like it, like mental health you've always got it but you something actually like sets it off yeah yeah and then that's yeah. when it gets bad and it's like it's not going to go away except from if you actually get help for it mm-hmm. exactly yep. like you know if, say if you had a, a massive wound on your leg and you've just stuck a plaster of it it's not going to heal is it 
it's no. going to take time you're going to have yeah. to treat it the plaster it. keeps coming off and you yeah. have to keep patching and keep exactly patching, and you know what I mean you're going to have to treat it out you know whatever you do yeah. for a cut I'm not a, a doctor but you know like yeah exactly I, I get your point guys like and like if like your child had like a serious illness or something you wouldn't be like oh it's just a phase you wouldn't yeah. like brush that mm-hmm. off so like that's why like you shouldn't brush like children's mental health that's off. what a lot of people thought mine was because mine started when i was 11 and there was like oh, she's fine it's just her hormones she'll be fine yeah and they just thought girl, it was a one-off it's yeah. like oh yeah like you just on your period it's that time of the month like mm. you'll be fine next week but like nah <laughs> yeah, nah. yeah. That, that's that i can relate to you guys so well because that was me like in school that's why i came to freedom road you know so mm. like uh like I guess that's another thing to talk about as well. There's charities now out there, aren't there? You know, there's there's more things for for kids than ever. You know, we've got so many talk lines, helplines, stuff like that. There's always someone there. Um, I just want to say, guys, I'm so proud of you all for being so open because all these listeners at home don't know us. They don't know us on a personal level, and we've spoken at a personal level with so many strangers out there. And this may be helping some people. Like I say, uh, all the listeners at home, you're not alone. There's charities out there, there's helplines out there. Just reach out. And it's hard, it really is, but I think it feel, uh, I think you feel better off once you get that little you know, that little start out of the way. You I know, know from what I mean? my own yeah. like experience of always bottling it in and like my teachers at school when I was at school saying, I'll just speak to you more, I'll speak to someone, you can and once I spoke to someone um, about a situation that I was going through for quite a long time. I actually felt better and it's only been like the last kind of what seven eight months that I've actually felt better in myself because yeah. I went to someone and spoke to them so yeah. the best thing to do is to take that step and just go look I've got this situation it's really I'm really struggling with it I want to get help and that's the best thing you can yeah. do and even if you like uncomfortable telling other people like writing it down even helps like a bit of a diary yeah like a thought like to be fair yeah. I used to do that Mm-hmm. Like just make a, really a journal tear it out and then yeah. it up and throw it away no one ever has to see it yeah like you know no, I mean? no one else has to know your business if you don't want them to but you can like get it out of your system in like other ways but I think we should be wrapping this up you know yeah yeah. yeah. Well, really well, well, that that did yeah it's 25 past 30 three Jeff. 32 minutes here sound nice one so yeah, yeah well but I was wrapping it up, but then you get interrupted. <laughs> so then you have to backtrack just to go on about what you was talking about. Uh-huh. So contra- Jack, contra- let's, contra- let's wrap it up like you wrap a sausage up. If I put uh, it right, you have been <laughs> listening to the amazing Jack. The um, absolutely more amazing Dan. I'm just Layla, to be fair. And Courtney. And uh, yeah, you've been listening to FRCA Podcast Corner. Don't forget to leave a like and share. And... Keep your eyes peeled for next week's spooky podcast. Whoop, whoop. <laughs>